Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. It will be the final hour of the show with me doing it for a while. I'm headed out of town on a vacation, so I assume you'll hear Mike Gallagher in this spot and the full Dennis Prager show for the next uh, week or so, maybe a week and a day. Appreciate your patience on 94.5 in Dayton and on 98.9 in Columbus. We started the show by talking about the apparent progression of the state of Ohio into the craziness that ensued after the George Floyd arrest and killing in Minneapolis in 2020. Jalen Walker, young man in Akron, shot by police, died June 27th. Jalen Walker shot at police first out the window of his car. He was fleeing what was intended to be a routine traffic stop. His car matched the description of a vehicle involved in a crime the day before. He shot at police out the window of his car. Before the car came to rest, he exited the passenger side while wearing a ski mask, ran from police, then turned. They deemed his turning and reaching toward his belt to be him possibly reaching for the weapon that they knew he had since he fired out the window of his car. And they fired 13 officers, emptied their weapons, 90 shots, 60 of them hit Jalen Walker. The numbers are stark. And those are the numbers that are reported. The ski mask, the fleeing of police, the matching the description of a car involved in a crime the day before, the firing of the gun out the window of Jalen Walker's car. All of those are routinely left out of media reports. And the Akron NAACP has issued a list of demands for the state of Ohio and for Akron that calls for, among other things, the all officers involved to be held accountable. So, uh, fair trial, then you're going to get hung. And the other thing they want is the abolition of police chases in the state of Ohio for equipment violations and minor traffic violations. So if you're speeding, why would anybody ever stop for being cited for speeding if that was the law? You're on 270, you're on 75 miles an hour, you go past a state patrol trooper in the median... He pulls out. Oh, man, they caught me. Oh, wait, no, no. All I have to do is flee. I'll just flee. And he has to stop. He's not allowed to chase me. Wow. That might have a deleterious impact on revenues in the state of Ohio if you can't be cited for speeding. Uh, These kinds of nonsensical, quote-unquote, solutions do nothing but drive more illogical reactions like those of, Oh, of the peaceful protesters I've read about in Akron. And then I saw the story of the State Patrol video, helicopter video of the protests where people are pushing over barricades and carrying baseball bats. I was not aware they had midnight baseball in Akron. And people are on their way to play at Firestone Park with their bats and balls. 
and they have to they're in a hurry to get there. Can't be late for the first pitch. They're pushing over police barricades to get there. You've seen this kind of dishonest, and that's not even an accurate word. Agenda-driven, dishonest, it's both, but those don't begin to do it. And what happens is this ratchets up the the anger that understandably exists when newspapers, and the Akron Beacon Journal's definitely guilty of this, as is the plane dealer, as is the dispatch, of presenting not just one side, but inflaming that side with the terms that are used and what, nobody nobody at the Akron Beacon Journal could write about, hey, you know, the NAACP, you could perform a very valuable service here, but proposing an abolition of police chases for minor traffic violations and equipment violations is not helping. It's not helping. Because then they're, next the story is going to be, well, they won't even listen to that demand. No, they won't listen to that demand because it's stupid. So... I hope for peace in Akron, and there's one pastor, Lorenzo Glenn, who's calling for peace in Akron, who is standing out there and saying it's both sides, it's not just one side. That that man has courage. Because the narrative spread by the media, fed by the protesters, and you better believe, probably financed by George Soros and BLM and Antifa, is, hey, 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 conditions in Akron are right, baby. We can go in there and we can cause trouble and break things. And meanwhile, over the weekend, a four-year-old girl and a 40-year-old man end up shot dead. Oh, not in the protest, Bruce. Not in the protest. This was a completely different thing. Now, the attitude that has its clutches around the city of Akron right now, that attitude didn't contribute at all to a four-year-old being shot in the head and killed. Four-year-old girl, beautiful girl, and a 40-year-old man being shot. Oh, that that was a different thing. They were celebrating something. Oh, celebrating. I've been to lots of celebrations. I don't celebrate by firing a gun into a crowd of people randomly. So, that's what's going on in Akron. And uh, truth would help fix the situation. But, you know, we're talking about a city controlled by Democrats. We're talking about a Democratic stronghold. Uh, There will be no truth allowed. And from Akron, it's not a far... Hike to Cleveland, where last week Joe Biden appeared at his, uh, well, right in his wheelhouse, a union shop. And he talked about Putin's price hike, which is also a lie. And then he went back to the White House, maybe the real one, maybe the fake one, I'm never sure. And he talked about what he's going to do to protect abortion rights. And one of the things that Joe Biden said Friday when he talked about abortion rights, was a story that I told you last week was the holy grail of abortion protesters' stories. Let's find a really, really, really pitiable exception, and let's portray that as the norm. And so, when the stories began to circulate about the 10-year-old girl from Ohio who had been sexually assaulted and Wound up pregnant six weeks and three days. Wouldn't you know it? Just three days after the limit on abortions in Ohio. Well, she had to go all the way to Indiana to get an abortion. Oh, my goodness. 
probably by covered wagon uphill both ways. But a funny thing about that story, well, first let me uh, let me play for you what Joe Biden said about it on Friday. This isn't some imagined horror. Hmm. It's already happening. Hmm. Just last week, it was reported that a 10-year-old girl was a rape victim in Ohio. 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency. Why? I just have a question before I get back into this particular story. Why is it so inhumane? to force people to go across state lines to get a medical procedure. You know, I've heard before of people who, they're going to the Mayo Clinic. If you had cancer and somebody said, doggone it, I'm really sorry you have cancer, you have to go all the way to Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Goodyear, Arizona. You can get cured there, but you got to go all the way to Arizona. How many people would go, well, I, I, I can't get to Arizona. Like, I mean, if you really have a medical problem and you deem it a medical problem to be pregnant, which, first of all, tells me you're warped and twisted and evil. But if your problem can be solved by crossing a state line, what other medical problem would you not move heaven and earth to fix by crossing a state line? So that's a bogus concern. But back to the 10-year-old girl. I just have a question. I assume this is against the law to get a 10-year-old girl pregnant. What police agency is investigating this? Who's been arrested for this? Where did this happen? I get it. We don't want to release the girl's name. But, I mean, I assume we're on the lookout and we're hunting this vermin down that got her pregnant. Right? Right? Where did this story come from? Ah, the Washington Post today. One source story about a 10-year-old and an abortion goes viral. And it talks about July 1, Indianapolis Star published an article written by the newspaper's medical writer about how women seeking abortions had begun traveling from Ohio to Indiana, where less restrictive abortion laws were in place. Patients head to Indiana for abortion services as other states restrict care. The article was headlined. Then they tell the story of the 10-year-old. And the only source cited for the story was the abortion doctor in Indiana. She's on the record being told by another abortion doctor about the girl. Hey, I got a girl who's pregnant. She's 10 years old. She's coming to Indiana. Will you give her an abortion? Sure, yeah. That's the the doctor who said, yeah, I'll give her an abortion. But she didn't see the girl as a patient. And when the Washington Post called, the Indianapolis Star, the newspaper's executive editor said, the facts and sourcing about people crossing state lines into Indiana, including the 10-year-old girl for abortions, are clear. We have no additional comment at this time. So they're not going to verify their story. And my guess is, this girl does not exist. We'll have Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management joining us at 1230. And I will be joining Josh from now on on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. It will air 7 p.m. Friday 
and 2 p.m. Saturday here on The Answer. So you get a little bit more information about your money, about retirement, and how to purposely plan for that. going to ask Josh today about the jobs report and basically to look back at the first six months of the year from a money manager standpoint, uh, what should we think about what's coming based upon what has happened? Stand by for that in our weekly visit with Josh Pick at 1235. But back to this uh, horrific story. Ten-year-old girl, sexually assaulted, ends up pregnant, six weeks and three days pregnant, can't get an abortion in Ohio, you know. The overturn of Roe versus Wade eliminated that. Uh, This was a story that was told not just nationally, it was told internationally. The Daily Mail in London ran a story. July 1st, child abuse victim 10, who was six weeks pregnant, is forced to travel from Ohio to Indiana for an abortion. After home state outlaws it under Roe versus Wade ruling. Hmm. Story ran in The Guardian on July 3rd. Story ran in The Jerusalem Post on July 3rd. Story ran the same day in the Bangladesh Weekly. U.S. colon. Ten-year-old Ohio girl denied abortion after abortion ruling. And Mike DeWine's been asked about this. Sunday, CNN asked Christy Noem of South Dakota about this. See, if you're pro-life, you're going to be asked about this ten-year-old girl. J.D. Vance is going to be asked about this 10-year-old girl. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Because, because it appears this 10-year-old girl does not exist. It appears she's made up, just like pretty much everything about the pro-abortion movement, which is not about women's reproductive rights. It's not about reproductive health care. It's not planned parenthood. It's unplanned parenthood. They're... They don't do just 3% of their business on abortions. Otherwise, why would they be shutting down if 3% of their business has been taken away, but 97% uh, survives? Nothing about the pro-abortion movement is truthful. Why do I say the 10-year-old girl doesn't exist? Because under Ohio law, a physician, doctor, the one who called the doctor in Indianapolis and said, hey, I have a 10-year-old. I have a 10-year-old girl who's pregnant, and she's six weeks and three days pregnant. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that the science on pregnancies is such that they can take measurements of a baby inside a woman. No, I'm not going to say pregnant person or birthing person. Inside a woman. And they can tell exactly how old it is. Hmm. They can keep it alive at periods in gestation that were previously thought unthinkable. Yet the abortion people continue to argue that it's a clump of cells. Well, Roe versus Wade is just a clump of words. I mean, if you're going to view a life as just a clump of cells, I mean, why get so worked up about just a clump of words? The back to the 10-year-old girl. If... There was a 10-year-old girl who was pregnant and went to a doctor in Ohio. And that doctor called a doctor in Indianapolis and said, I have a a girl with a baby who is six weeks and three days old, and I can't get an abortion in the state of Ohio because I'd be in violation of the Ohio heartbeat bill, and I'm going to bring her to Indianapolis for an abortion. That's the story that was told by the Indianapolis doctor. Nobody's heard from the Ohio doctor. You know who else hasn't heard from the Ohio doctor? Law enforcement. Because under Ohio law, that doctor who knows the identity of the girl, presumably, 
six weeks and three days pregnant, would be required to report any case of known or suspected physical, sexual, or emotional abuse or neglect of a child to their local child welfare or law enforcement agency. So that doctor would have had to call law enforcement at the time or before the time they called the doctor in Indy. Now, I'm just going to take a wild stab at this, knowing the number of police that I do, that if somebody called that in, there would be a report on that. So the Washington Post called law enforcement in Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, and Toledo. No one was aware of such a case in their area. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, the uh, mystery case of the 10-year-old girl continues. Will we ever know whether or not she exists or not? I'm not looking to out her by name or identity. I'm just saying, if she exists, I want the person who got her pregnant to be found and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And it does not appear there is a single law enforcement agency in the state of Ohio looking for that girl because there has been no report from the doctor who supposedly attended to her to any police agency, which would be a violation of the law by that doctor, which I want that doctor charged too because if he's let this go for period of time that he's known about it, that's a problem. Now, here is uh, Mark Thiessen, who occasionally writes in the Washington Post about the mysterious 10-year-old rape victim. In the Bush White House, we had a fact-checking operation that was run by the staff secretary, who, by the way, was Brett Kavanaugh. And Brett Kavanaugh's job was for one of the things he did was every presidential speech had to be came with an annotated version, like an academic paper with footnotes backing up every factual assertion. This would not have passed our fact-checking process uh, that Brett Kavanaugh ran. It's, as you said, a single-source story, and it's a doctor quoting another doctor, so it's a second-hand source. Uh, We don't have any, according to the the Post fact-checker, there's no evidence of anyone being uh, charged with the rape of a 10-year-old in the state of Ohio. So if this is true, if this story is true, it's an absolute tragedy, and it means that there's a child rapist on the loose in, in, in Ohio who needs to be brought to justice. I mean, let's get to work, Columbus Dispatch. Let's get to work, Plain Dealer. Let's get to work, Inquirer. Let's get to work. You got all these investigative hounds who are more than willing to dig into every word and syllable said by a conservative in an attempt to hang them, I would think. I mean, you know, you would want to tell you would want to tell the heartrending story of the ten year old who was sexually abused and is now with child. I mean, today in the dispatch, there's a long story about what led to the argument that caused Micaiah Bryant to pick up a knife that led to her being shot by a Columbus policeman. I mean, that's like over a year old. We're going to get into that. We ought to get into the 10-year-old who's pregnant, I would think. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. 
Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on local now, channel 525.